We're the Ragamuffins and we went to Outbreak Fest. We're recording this on the Monday morning after Outbreak Festival, still in our hotel. And we had a bloody lovely weekend, didn't we? It was very, very nice. It was it was a change from the normal. Uh, none of us had been to Outbreak before. Thought it was a great opportunity to try something different, come to a different festival, some great bands on the bill. And yeah, we had a great time. I had a great time, hence my slightly husky, sore-sounding throat. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Should we start with just a uh, overall vibe and thoughts, and then we'll go day by day? Sure. I think I just, it was, first of all, very refreshing to be a festival that was indoors and I enjoyed that part of it very much I think the biggest thing for me was that obviously it was a no barrier event and security was they, they pretty much left us to get on with it and sort of look after ourselves and yep. it worked perfectly like it I've never been in pits that have been so like caring and like protective of people and everyone's making sure that people aren't hurt and shoelace circles are formed and people need to tie up their laces i think it was just a really really nice like community feel um over the whole weekend and like you say with the security of that i think they're quite possibly the best security i've seen at any live music event i've been to um partly because i think they were just like you said they left everyone to their own devices when they needed to get people off the stage they would get people off the stage but everyone had the freedom to do what they wanted um of course, like this kind of scenario, there's going to be injuries and there's been some like funny photos and like incidents that you kind of see on Twitter, people laughing about it and they've gone to A&E and then they're right back into the venue again, going hard. The amount of people I saw in like casts was quite funny. Um, but like as the security of like having a no barrier venue, um, they did an absolutely phenomenal job. So definitely something to commend because I think people can be very quick to point out when security have been shit and they're not good enough to praise when they've done a good job. Yeah, we all had our golden wristbands on, with yeah. So which, which I guess is a, another kind of thing that shows that there's an understanding that people know what's going on. What yeah. what's going on? They know that if we know if we're going to be down the front, there's going to be people stage diving. There's going to be crowd surfs. There's going to be arms flailing around in the pit. So there was kind of a mutual understanding between the crowd, saying, "Hey, we know that it's a bit rough. It's fine." Yeah, and security go in. You'll be all right. We know you'll take care of each other. Because yeah, basically, we, when we arrived on the Thursday night for the pre-show, there were signs up with QR codes basically saying, you wanted a no-barrier event and you've got it, but the only way it can happen is that you need to basically fill out this form and say that you're bas- give your consent that you're going to be in the pit. Um, and then you have to get a gold wristband to get to the, like... Basically, every crowd, f- f- both stages, was like split into like a front and a back. And you needed a gold wristband to get into the front section if you wanted to be in the pit, basically. Yeah. But yeah, I thought the whole vibe and the energy was really, really nice and just overwhelmingly positive. We heard so many bands saying throughout the weekend that it was like the best or the biggest crowd they played to or just the best set they've they've ever done. And I think the sentiment was shared by a lot of fans coming away from like a set and just being like, that's the best time I've ever seen that band play. Yeah. So... Makes me really excited for the future of this festival, um, which we'll get into later on. But loved it. Should we? Should we go day by day? Yeah. Should we start with the pre-show? Yes. So the pre-show had five bands playing, and it was just a very, very fun night. It felt like a really good showcase of uh, 
Yeah, I, I felt like every single band on the Thursday was really, really good. Yeah. Whether I'd heard stuff from them before or not, whether I knew every song or I just knew one or two, I thought every band was brilliant. Really nice, fun introduction to the festival, like having that pre-show day. I know, you kind of like, you get a feel for that venue because they sold it as individual gig tickets as well, so you had the opportunity of just going to that. But no, kind of like a, a good introduction to the festival because none of us had any idea of what we're expecting walking into it. Um, and like you say, yeah, all, all five bands, really, really fun. I think I knew as soon as I saw people like starting to two-step for like the first riff of Guilt Trip, I was like, this is going to be really fun all weekend. I can't wait. I think the standout of that show, though, was definitely Counterparts. They weren't originally supposed to be the headliner, but it felt like they really rose to the situation. And I think everyone, everyone was just so happy to uh, basically get a headline set from them, really. I know it was short, but... They seem to just be. I think Brendan almost at times was like overwhelmed at how. It did seem like it. I yeah. mean, I kept saying, didn't I? Brendan's usually being quite abusive to the crowd mm. and saying their shit to try and get them to move around and stuff. Even on Twitter after the gigs, he's usually like, "That was fucking awful. This next city, you better bring it." Yeah. Whereas this time he was like, "This is the best show I've ever played." And afterwards they were like, "That's the best show we've ever played." It made me feel quite proud of like us as a. As the crowd, as a community of like, sometimes you go to a gig or you go to a a set at a festival and no one wants to be the first one to move. No one wants to be the one to start the pit. Whereas this time, I think for loads of bands all weekend, regardless of the time of day, people were like just keen for it. Yeah, it didn't really matter whether it was the first band on the day or whether it was the biggest band on, the the big headliner. There were people moving regardless. Yeah, I think that's the biggest like difference between this and... I guess most of the festivals that we're going to go to this summer is just, yeah, everyone was just so excited for pr- pretty much every band got a reaction. And obviously it's it's fine to just stand still and kind of yeah. watch and take it in. But yeah, it's really nice. It's probably really nice for the bands as well to see, to have like a big energetic response every time. Should we move on to Friday? We pulled up um, at about just after lunchtime, I think. And the first band we saw was Renounced. This is just like the perfect example of being like won over by a set at a festival. It was a band I'd never heard of before. Didn't really know anything about them. But by the time they were done, I was like, I'm going to go and listen to this band now. Which is just exactly what you want from a festival. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the things. I've come into this festival a little bit less knowledgeable than the two of you. So it's been like an education in a way to like find a lot of these bands and kind of like see them for the first time. Some of them we're going to see at other festivals, like 2000 Trees in a few weeks. I just kind of get a feel for it more. And again, yeah, they were a band that really stood out on that Friday. It was great as well to see um, the main stage packed out so early on as well. I mean, they were, the only, they were only the second band on the stage and it was already pretty full. Yeah, um, we missed Year of the Knife before, but by pictures and videos, it looked pretty packed for them as well. So After them was Sebulba, which I think... Uh, are new to all of us? I'd, I'd heard the name before, but yeah, never really got a chance to listen to them or see any live footage online. But it was just cool to sort of, you could tell that there was just an air about them of like, I guess like like a veteran sort of vibe. Yeah, you, they you seemed very well loved. They gave a huge shout out to like everyone in the lineup. So they, they seemed really happy to be here. Um, which again, I think we've, we mentioned in the preview of how it's great to have so many like American bands and bands from overseas finally coming over and putting on some big shows. 
I think then headed over to second stage to see Despise. They had essentially a one-way walking system in place, which I think worked pretty well, actually. It was like, you know where you're going. There's no, like, yeah. big... Yeah, I mean, it felt really busy when you were walking yeah. between bands, but I think it would have felt worse if there was people walking in different directions. Yeah. So, yeah, it worked well. And the uh, thing that they did is that the stages, I don't really think, properly clashed. There may, no, there it may it have seem, been, it like... Seems to yeah, maybe like a, a ten minute five, run over, five yeah. or ten minute overlap every now and then. But most of the time, a band finishes on the main stage as someone on the second stage starts, and then vice versa. And whilst kind of on those timings, on a brief bit, second stage would finish earlier to allow everyone to go and see some of these big bands on main stage, and they completely close it off, which I think was like a very clever move from that part. Yeah, it was something we said about Slam Dunk, is like, you had bands like Death Havana and Nova Twins, essentially competing with some 41 whereas i think this was really fair to sort of let to let the second stage headliners headline but not sacrifice the, the size of their audience by f- forcing them to be up against you know yeah. not loose or turnstile or whatever very well organized yeah the whole thing was very well organized i think it's just something we keep probably going to keep saying but it felt like it felt like everything was thought about it wasn't just a case of most festivals it's just they they want to keep people in the arena so they're spending money at the bar spending money on food we just felt and, like earning, and earning the festival money that way, but this felt more about the music. They want you in the arena, so that you see, so that you're seeing the bands. Yeah, but not just the music. I think just the fans. They've just taken everything into consideration and what what all the attendees would want, and that's the thing. It wasn't from like a selfish festival point of view. It was very much from a fan and band point of view, which was refreshing. Yeah, you get the impression that this whole thing was put on and organised by fans. Yeah. Not, I don't like always keep, keep bringing up Download, but you can tell that Download are booking because they want to ship tickets. Whereas, and this felt like they were booking as fans. Like, I want this band to play, so I'm going to book this band to play. Yeah. And people are going to enjoy it. I think that was just a really refreshing way of doing things, and it, and it resonated, I think, with people. Anyway, we, we then went back to the main stage to see Static Dress for the second day in a row. Yep, different set. It was a completely different set. Um, personally, I enjoyed their um, pre-show set a bit more. I think. But again, it was great to see them on the main stage with a huge crowd. So again, it's another band that just seemed really happy to be there, appreciative of the crowd for checking them out. And they were great. Then we saw Your Demise. They were fucking great. Never thought I'd see them live, and now I've seen them three times, so... And that might have been the last time. Yeah, they... they, Ed said that on stage, this is our last show, unless someone wants to take us to Japan. But, I don't know, part of me thinks they were all having too much fun to call it a day yeah. and there's there's no like online confirmation that that was the last show so i guess we'll see if that is their last show what a way to go out yeah basically a massive stage invasion for the kids we used to be to close the set i was in the crowd for it I d- were you fully in all the way in the crowd i was there other it was it yeah. was loud like that that was the thing a lot of a lot of times in a lot of band sets the microphone wasn't even needed because the crowd was just way louder than y- you can even comprehend so yeah it was just great to see your demise and then it was a special guest set because there was a dropout on the lineup we were speculating beforehand and foolishly we were misinformed that we thought it could be malevolence and then we thought that they weren't in the country turns out they were and it was malevolence incredible set like third time we've seen them recently and uh, i think for me this is quite possibly one of my favorite times i've seen them and just reiterates again how much you need to listen to more of them. Like there were so many malevolence t shirts you could see like their presence was felt even before they, they were on the stage. 
uh, so much support for them. Uh, and then we've kind of talked about the potential of next year. They could be invited back again. Uh, a really, really good set. It could easily have been a headline set, I think. The response from the crowd yeah. was immense. Um, huge pits, huge sing-alongs. Just so much love again. Yeah, they seem to be a, like a bit of a juggernaut lately, just, just on this unstoppable run. Every time yeah, we they, see them, they're putting they can't on a hell of a show. They can't seem to put a foot wrong at the moment. Yeah. And like, because we've seen them three times in a pretty short space of time. And I, I think the set list has been relatively similar each time, yeah. but I'm not tired of it yet. I, I could happily hear that, see that set list again like tomorrow because they're just great. And then we saw a bit of terror. And again, with like Sabalba, it was just nice to see a veteran name being so like well received in the UK. Yep. Uh, like uh, there are a lot of people that probably had been waiting a long time, especially with the pandemic. But I, I'm not really sure how often terror come to the UK. So no, I'm not too familiar with them anyway. So it, yeah, it definitely really felt know. like um, a release of like a long time coming. Yeah. Uh, at least that's how it felt. And then it was time for the headliners, Not Loose, a band that for me trying to get into more, especially knowing we've got trees coming up, so I kind of like stood back a little bit, but. I think the intensity and energy from their performance just started to draw me in. Cause I think even you were surprised towards the end, Alex, when you kind of saw me in the pit for it. Uh, they put on an incredible show. I think that was the first time we kind of saw, like, up on the stage, they'd have the screen towards the side and the whole of the front part of the venue was at complete capacity. Even if you had the gold wristband, they would not let you in because it was that packed. Um, it was quite funny because I think earlier on, on the Thursday, some random guy was kind of like looking at all the main stage area before it opened and it said to me and Alex, oh, I don't think Not Loose are going to fill up the arena. Well, you were wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah. They were just amazing. I can't even put it into words. Like, from the start of the set, it was just like... It felt like a great cathartic release of aggression. Yeah, I was surprised James was like, before the set, oh, I'm just going to watch it and just, you know, relax so I can sort of get get the vibe before Trees and then suddenly, like, two songs before the end, he's just appears next to me in the pit. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> On to the Saturday. My favourite day of the weekend. We turned up quite late, but when we got there, the first band we saw was a bit of Angel Dust. And a little bit of Angel Dust. A little bit of Angel Dust. Anybody? Angel Dust. Anybody? Angel Dust. <laughs> <laughs> Just very cool. Very cool to sort of, I think this day had a bit of a different vibe to it. Um, yeah, very much so. A little less, n- not quite as full on, I think. Yeah. Not as heavy, a bit more singing, a bit more... Not relaxed, but just a different kind of energy. Yeah. And Angel Dust, I think, were really great. But for me, one of the best sets of the weekend, not by a headliner, was after this and it was Movements. Yeah. I love this. This is probably one of the loudest singing crowds I've been in. Yeah. Where that sta- Yeah, probably yeah. ever. I'd say so. I mean, that stage invasion for Daylily at the end. I don't know. It was just so surreal to hear. Yeah. That, that felt like potentially the most cathartic release of the whole weekend, people singing that chorus at the end of that song. Like the stage was just swarmed. I think at one point you saw Pat like crowd surfing on, on the, the stage. stage. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. It's odd because it, it's quite, they're quite sad songs, but I was smiling through the whole set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. And actually I think a lot of their newer stuff, I didn't enjoy it as much on record, but yeah, I did like enjoy it, it. Enjoyed it live, yeah. So then after movements, we saw Higher Power. This was great. Yeah, they're, they're a band that we, we've seen before supporting Beartooth at the Roundhouse um, a couple of years ago. But they felt much more at home here, I think. Yeah, this was definitely more of their scene. And I think, uh, again, it was just it was just so cool to see a British band 
not only that high up on the lineup, but with that sort of reception as well. I felt a strange like sense of pride for a lot of the UK bands that performed this weekend. Yeah, it felt like they definitely, for what was quite a US style setup and vibe, felt like we brought. Yeah, the UK bands still yeah still bought it, mixed it up with the big guns. Yeah, so and after after that it was Citizen. Yeah, this was fun. I think it was fine. I was slightly whelmed. I guess like a lot of the sets we saw this weekend, it felt like the bands were like, "This is a huge deal for us. This is this is unbelievable. This is incredible." Whereas Citizen just sort of came on, did their thing, went off. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, but when you compare it to some of the other sets we've seen this weekend, it felt it like didn't they didn't quite have the same magic. Yeah, and then Dan, you had I think your favorite set of the weekend. Yeah, definitely. I had a really good time at Basement. Um, they're a band that I I would never have previously sort of put up there amongst my favourite bands but I knew every word I was singing every word finger pointing throwing the crowd surfers about a little bit of a mosh just such a good time there's kind of billed as an anniversary set as well for their first two albums so they, they mostly played songs from that which is always always good fun first time you've seen them? I uh, know I've seen them a couple of times before um, but this this is by far the best I love moshing Dan <laughs> he, he always he always looks so happy when he comes out of a pit. <laughs> Who isn't happy when they come out of a pit? Yeah, that's unless you've broken your arm. Very I th- true. I think um, I don't know if you felt the same, James, but like that, we watched Basement from a bit further back. We tried to get into the front. We tried to get into the front. Well, and it, and yeah, it was full. Security said no, full. We can't let anyone else in. Which, apart from headline bands, that didn't happen at all. Yeah. So that says a lot, like to testament of like their set and their pulling from the crowd. I yeah. I've, Basement Roy has been a band that I, I should have given more of my attention to, and now I will, like that. Yeah, well, when I recommended Colour Me and Kindness on our podcast a little while ago, I was really surprised that you hadn't already yeah. given it a proper listen. But I think now, but now? I'm, I'm hooked, yeah. yeah. And I recognised more of it than I thought I did. And that's the other thing as well, is like their hooks are so strong that even if you don't fully know the song, yeah, by you the, kind of by get the second it by or third the time, chorus, yeah. yeah. So they were great. And then, headline of time, turnstile. I mean, what what, can, what what can we even say? It was the most fun I think I've probably ever had in a crowd. Just ever. Yeah, I mean I've seen a lot of great bands and enjoyed a lot of pits, but this was just pure fun for me. What did you guys make of it? Jeez, the crowd was loud, and it was just just pure chaotic fun energy. Like I think the first like maybe five or six songs they just went back to back to back, and like didn't even say anything to crowd, and it just went one after another, and it was just constant fun. My plan for the start of this set was first couple of songs I'll hang back a bit, I'll get a little bit of footage for our vlog, and then I'll I'll start having some fun, and then I'll go and get involved. But the crowd gave me no choice; I had to be involved from the very start. Pretty much the whole of that front area beyond the barrier was moving, jumping, moshing, everything, all of the yings. And I think they reached capacity before the set even started, yeah. which no other band did over the whole of the festival. And the thing is, is like, they've been doing some pretty phenomenal, surreal stuff this past year. And I think even sometimes looking at Brendan, the singer's face, even he looked like, not overwhelmed, but just like in disbelief at what yeah. was going on. So they were just amazing. People, I think, were, I think they're the perfect headliner as well. I mean, this is the biggest outbreak festival ever in their 10-year history. Turnstile, like just on cloud nine at the moment, flying above anyone else. Every 
flying above everyone else, pulling everyone else up with them. Yeah. So it felt like the perfect partnership for them to headline. Doing very good things for the genre. Yeah, that's actually a really a really good thing that you said because if people came for day tickets just to see t- turn style, so I say turn over then. If people came on day tickets just to see Turnstile, they've been exposed to so many new bands. And it's like, yeah, yeah that they've, they're they transcending the genre in a way, but also what they're doing is pulling everyone else it's up. It's like and a gateway almost. I, I just, I think it was perfect. And again, it was a, the crowd were just, everyone was just checking up on each other because it was hot. And I think fatigue set in about halfway to three quarters of the way into the set. And, and everyone was just, you know, after each song, just, you know you good you good everyone was just checking on each other it was just nice to um, multiple times throughout the set like some of the security some of the band they were just constantly throwing out water bottles just to kind of make sure that everyone was okay which just like trying to get them as far back as they can and try and get as much of a reach out keep everyone hydrated before the next song starts so yeah. definitely proved that everyone involved knew and fully understood the situation and cared, and cared. Yeah. yeah sometimes you go to a gig or a festival on security don't understand heavy music don't understand mosh pits aren't that helpful if someone's injured, whereas yeah. this was like, any time anyone got yeah, hurt, it was very quite, There were quite a done. few stoppages over the week, over the whole weekend for medical reasons, but they never lasted more than maybe two minutes, and which you know, just shows how efficient they were at, at getting people out of the crowd, yeah. getting people to help. And then the Sunday. Again, we showed up a little bit late. We saw Kadeem from Loathe do a podcast, which was, it was just really interesting to hear hear more about people that, we didn't really know much about. Same with Brian's talk yeah. from Not Loose. I mean, he told some stories about how him and Eric met, how yeah. the band kind of started, how he got into metal music and hardcore music. And also it was nice, um, like with that and the skateboarding, it was nice to just be able to get away from the music if you wanted to and yeah. still enjoy things associated or, like with the culture. and. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it felt like um, it's just another example of the, f- the festival runners just knowing the community and the yeah the vibe perfectly. But we saw the band Nothing. It was all right. Yeah, they were they were good. Yeah. Um, they were the only band that we saw that used those screens for something other than their band name. They had like, had like visual, some, yeah, proper visuals, visual aids. <laughs> it was the band after that we were probably the most excited for, and that's Loathe. My favorite set of the whole weekend. Incredible. I ended up on the stage during this at one point. My favorite set, like I said, it just. Seeing them a few times now, um, this to me, I don't know why, you said you think Download was their kind of like best set and it was kind of like their atmosphere, but I don't know why, just something about the feel of it, like seeing them on, on the Sunday for it, it was just incredible. Um, and just in that moment, you could see how appreciative they all were on stage as well and like the disbelief they had, like what was going on. And I think that was quite cool to see. They were amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah James has summed it up nicely there. Next up, we saw a band that we've we've reviewed an album for quite recently, Vein FM. Unreal. Just a, a really good set. Crowd was so fun with that. It's made me want to listen to them even more now, just kind of seeing it live and seeing how good it was. Yeah, just thoroughly enjoyable. And another standout set for me, a band that I'd forgotten they were here. And then I remember looking at... And, and then they came on and they reminded you. Yeah, yeah. They, they definitely did. Um, yeah, it, it just... Hearing some of those songs on that album, especially like the Killing Room Live, was just phenomenal. It was a point where me and Alex just looked at each other, just be like, "Okay, this is going Filthy, off." Yeah, um, incredible set, and yeah, I've got to listen to these guys so much more now. Vane were my favourite band of the Sunday, even though I think Loathe are brilliant, and I think I think maybe the fact I've seen Loathe so many times now 
seeing Vane was like fresh. Yeah, something fresh. They were awesome. Vane felt like um, I, I went into that set liking them and came away loving them. Yeah. That was mm. like it wasn't like I needed to be won over because I was already a fan, but it was like holy shit, they they are mm. amazing. And we stuck around a bit for some Death Heaven. Oh, actually, we ended up watching the whole set, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We were sort of in two minds about whether or not to leave early. I wanted to hear Dreamhouse, and then before I knew it, there was only like 15 minutes left of the set. Yeah. I was like, oh, we might as well just stay. <laughs> we were like, should we stay for one more? And yeah. Then we remembered their songs are like seven minutes each. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And then it was like, oh, well, there's only going to be like two songs left. Might as well stick it out. I thought they were really cool. They were good. I think... I'd Personally, I I loved the instrumentals. I thought the vocals didn't work that great with them at times. It felt like maybe they were, they were doing like their newer, calmer songs, but with their older style of vocals. Yeah, which I could be wrong, but I think the people. I think if you like that band, you would have loved that. Song. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that was a set. Like there were some sets that we saw that even if we weren't particularly like blown away by them, you could tell that there were people in the front section losing their minds. Oh yeah. Like we said, yeah, every band from Opener to Headliner got a reaction and got energy from the crowd. So, yeah, lovely weekend. I think the only, like, it's not really a negative, but, like, I th- it was so busy. Yeah. <laughs> the outside area was just crammed, like, all the time. I just don't think they anticipated. It's hard to anticipate when it's you've never gone to this scale before. Yeah, I think all of the maybe problems, inverted commas, mm. that we had over the weekend were kind of things that you wouldn't know about until you'd actually done it yeah and like, and it, like it was a new venue a new size more than one day multiple days um, but, but they responded to like because i think after the first full day a lot of the food vendors closed early or sold out of a yeah. lot of their stock and they must have seen like reaction online because pretty much that night they said we hear you yeah you can bring your own food for the rest of the weekend and like you wouldn't get that, I don't think, at many other festivals. No, definitely. For them not. to just be like, hey, this is something we didn't anticipate. Here's the solution. Yep. And they, then the security knowing that immediately upon entry. Yeah. yeah. Like they, the, they changed the rules on the fly and everyone was aware of it straight away. Yeah. And that's where it just seemed like the, the communication between everyone over the whole weekend, between them and security, vendors, bands, the audience was just so perfect. Um, something you rarely see. Yeah, it it was, it was great to just have a very bustling, active vibe. The only problems that arose were things that they couldn't have anticipated until it happened, and then yeah, they responded to it well. But the overall festival was run immensely well. Felt like a lot of care, a lot of love, and a lot of passion went into it. And I don't really think there's much more to say. They have announced that they're coming back to Manchester next year after previously being day festivals in Leeds so they are they are back just to a one day event next year but at a bigger venue we could be here again could be very interesting leave your predictions in the comments for who could headline next year or because we have no idea yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just any bands you want to see anywhere on the lineup and you can check out our vlog of this festival we'll be coming to our channel soon so make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and if you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify you can leave a five star review and follow us <laughs>